Hello, dear colleagues. What does our score strategy have to do with sustainability? When I asked myself this question, I thought at first sight, nothing. But when I looked into it more closely, I realized there is quite a lot about the way we get much closer to our score goals by acting responsibly. How we can do that is my topic of this episode of More Podcasts, Wholesale to the Max. Here we go. Metro wants to increase its sales to 40 billion euros by 2030, mainly by expanding the delivery business. But by 2040, we also want our operations to be completely climate neutral. Two core objectives of Metro that are contradictory and incompatible. How we can achieve our score goals and our climate goals, not in spite of, but because of more sustainability and how we stand up for the concerns of our customers at the political level is what I discuss with my guests in this episode of More Podcast. For this, I welcome you very warmly. I am Bernd Roder from the Internal Communications Department of Metro AG. She's been with Metro for over 10 years and represents our company towards politics and associations. In addition, she also combines in a function the topics of sustainability and diversity and inclusion. Today, she's not in Berlin, the capital of Germany, but with me here in Düsseldorf, the capital of Metro. Hello and welcome to our Senior Vice President, Corporate Responsibility and Public Policy, Yvonne Bolo. Hi, Yvonne. Hi, Bernd. <laughs> nice to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Great to have you here, Yvonne. Yeah, I've just mentioned it. For your job uh, at Metro, you're constantly commuting back and forth between Berlin and Düsseldorf. Yvonne, how do you actually manage to make all this traveling in a sustainable way? Um, I'm commuting or traveling to Berlin actually quite a lot. That's absolutely true. And of course, I travel quite often with Deutsche Bahn uh, as the most sustainable option for me. But not only because it's sustainable or more sustainable, um, also because I enjoy sitting in the Bahn hoping that everything works fine and so on and as planned, which of course almost never <laughs> happens this way, but still... I uh, enjoy the time sitting in the train, working a little bit, watching out of the window and so on and leave from a city center and arrive in a city center, which makes me much more flexible. So the train is my preferred option. Okay, yeah. Yeah, then we hope that Deutsche Bahn doesn't let you down too no. often. <laughs> <laughs> However, today's main focus will be on how Metro combines its core goals on the one hand and its sustainability goals on the other. And we will also find out how you and your team support not only Metro, but also our customers through your political work. And last but not least, we all want to know more about you personally, Yvonne, what is important to you in your job, but also beyond that. For this, we have our little questionnaire, what scores for you. And towards the end of this episode, we are all looking forward to your sound souvenir. Yvonne, I would like to start with the foundations of your work, the strategy of corporate responsibility. One of the main pillars, and maybe also the most important one, is the topic of climate and carbon. Right. What concrete goals have you set in this area, especially with regards to our score strategy? So first of all, starting from the beginning, the ESG uh, strategy has been adopted last year in summer. Again, a new, um, let's say, wholesale revised strategy, which focuses on us as a wholesaler and takes also into account our customer's perspective 
and also of course expectations from society and what is increasing the regulatory perspective elaborating um, the ESG strategy it's important to say ESG for everyone who doesn't know ESG stands for environmental social and governance so we also call it ESG strategy and no longer sustainability strategy because it's much more and I think we will work on that and discuss it in, uh, in the course of this conversation when looking into that it was clear that you need to look uh, from the four angles and decide on this basis, how we as an internationally operating wholesaler can make the biggest difference for us and also for our customer. And then, of course, for environment, for the community and so on. So and climate and carbon obviously plays a very big role here. And um, there are two key targets I would like to discuss a bit more. This is, first of all, of course, the reduction of CO2 in our own operations and in our own logistics. And the core target here is carbon neutrality by 2040. And the other key topic is the reduction of our food waste by 50% until 2025. Maybe it's important to say for carbon uh, neutrality, the base year we are comparing with is 2011. And for uh, food waste, we compare each other. When we say minus 50%, we mean minus 50% compared to 2017, 18, mm -hmm. so to say. And these are connected to that. We are looking into the packaging of our own brands and so on. I think we will discuss that in a second as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. Here we achieved already our targets for others. We are really working a lot on uh, in order to get there yeah yeah congrats so but uh, by 2040 at the latest our business should be completely climate neutral yeah. that's our goal we also want to halve our food waste by 2025 yes. if i get it right yes and achieving these goals is also yeah a promise made by metro to the society what are the parameters for us as metro that we will keep this promise first of all we need to look Starting from CO2 emissions, where do the largest CO2 emissions come from? And when you imagine right now you are in the store, what do you think? What are, for example, big CO2, uh, large CO2? Deep drivers? frozen departments. For example, maybe. right. Yeah. So the transformation of our cooling system, the cooling, cooling agents, and to make it more sustainable in terms of less CO2 emissions. This is, for example, something very practical, but something which costs, of course, money if mm -hmm. you want to transform. So a couple of years ago, our Metro has decided to invest every year 100 million euro per year mm -hmm. in order to set up an less energy consuming uh, infrastructure and there are plans for the next years where this budget is then being invested and we are doing this cooling agents um, f gas exit the f gases are for example used as coolers led lightning progressing and so on so these are the cores when you look to our stores but yeah. then you know also need to look into our logistics and there of course we have more and more the option to invest more into low emission vehicles, for yeah. example. And this is the core in order to do our business, but do it more sustainable. Yeah, yeah. this is exactly what meets my next question, because um, yeah, due to the expansion of our delivery business uh, within our score activities and the just mentioned corresponding expansion of our truck fleet, yeah. we are also constantly increasing our carbon footprint. Yes. How are we dealing with that issue? 
honest discussions mm -hmm. because yes of course it's true when you want to grow your business and then you decide for uh, increase of sales force every sales force means more driving more cars and so on then you shall be honest about what the grow part makes with your sustainability agenda and how you can balance it out without undermining the growth part mm. and here the very technological obvious answer could be for the Salesforce that we invest more and more and more into e-cars for every sales uh, force uh, colleague in order to keep the balance, so to say. But on the other hand, what could be seen as an, something which is challenging our growth agenda on many, many levels, it's rather contributor to our um, growth agenda. Mm. Taking, for example, own brand. We have set ourselves a target until 2023 to reduce two kilotons of plastics. And we realized it already last year, and we are currently working on a new target. And less plastic for our own brand packaging means also less resources mm. that we are investing in. So it saves us to invest in, ma in materials, but it saves us also money that, of course, is also contributing to the growth agenda again. And on top for our customer who also maybe would like to save more money by reducing mm -hmm. the waste part, less plastics also helps on, on, helps on this part. So reducing plastics, a clear driver for our growth strategy. Also for food waste can be also a driver because it means in a way that you have good ordering processes mm -hmm. that um, also can contribute to a healthy growth. It can be also... I mean, we all know about the availability KPI that we set ourselves that, again, can also lead to much more food waste. So I'm coming back. There are some discrepancies which need to be toughly talked about and then aligned, so to say. But I see rather the chances and less the risks that we have with our ESG strategy in the light of our score strategy. Yeah. Uh, you already mentioned our customers, um, and it's quite obvious that more and more of our customers are paying attention to sustainable products and also sourcing. And the topic of sustainability is also becoming increasingly important for their customers, so the restaurant guests, for example. How does Metro manage to offer our customers an assortment that is as sustainable as possible? So what we are doing, first of all, According to the increased demand for sustainable products, we, of course, adapt our assortment. Talking about the own brand assortment, for example, the vegan burger. Then you look into increasing local and regional assortment. Because for many of our customers, we came to the conclusion that for many, sustainability or sustainable means it comes from the region. And in almost all the countries, there's a strong focus because customers ask for that. So regional, local That is um, a core priority in, in that regard. And the third one is something which is maybe not outspoken and there's not a real demand where, where it's important that we act ethically and in a mm -hmm. way that our customers can trust us and that we do due diligence to a level that a customer, when he or she buys a certain products with us, does not even need to think a minute about whether there is some unethical yeah, ways of working, mm. child labor and so on connected to this product. This is super challenging to set up tough supply chains, but it must be our ambition to be a safe partner for our customers so that they just need to worry without saying something. Yeah. 
Nevertheless, since Gore Metro is almost only about sales targets, the transformation of our operations, so almost everything is about hard business. Um, Yvonne, do you fear that the topic of sustainability is increasingly being pushed in the background? I heard that a couple of times, that sustainability seems to be off the table and so on. I would say I cannot really support these observations. First of all, it's important when we have a commercial strategy and clear goals, sustainability needs to be part of that. So it's not helpful to have the sustainability strategy, which is somehow next to the growth strategy. Mm. It must be aligned. And yes, it's a challenge. We were just talking about that, but it's the only way of make it work to think about the opportunities and honestly to discuss the challenges that we have. And the more we integrate or bring both together, the more successful we will be and the easier it is also to see the opportunities that come with it. And I just would like to give you one, two examples of that rather the opposite is happening. Sustainability has even increased its role um, within Metro, just talking about the long-term incentive for executives. Until recently, 10% of the LTI was connected to our sustainability performance. It used to be um, our performance in the Dow Jones Sustainability Index, and now It is 20%, so we doubled mm -hmm. the share. And it's now connected to our CO2 emission reduction and the food waste reduction. And in order to make that also more visible, the two main KPIs for CO2 emission reduction and food waste reduction are also part of the score dashboard. That means what we are doing is we are integrating these data into the regular performance check, so to say, hoping that after a while it will be also super normal next to sales to discuss, for example, why we face now a challenge with food waste reduction. And there are always challenges to discuss for every field, so to say, but what we need is integration. And this um, is happening right now. And I'm super proud of what we have achieved so far in that regard. Yeah, yeah, obviously. And for achieving our score goals, we also need a cultural change within yeah. Metro and also a working environment that empowers us to do our best. Our fundamentals play a big role here, but also the topic of diversity and conscious inclusion, right. which is also a part of your area of responsibility, Yvonne. First of all, Can you explain to an old white man like me <laughs> what exactly is meant by conscious inclusion? Metro has set itself targets when it comes to diversity. We are focusing a lot on in these targets on female leadership. For example, 30% of women in leadership positions overall. There are also a lot of other dimensions when it comes to diversity. We can talk about age. We can talk about the cultural background. We can talk about gender orientation. We can talk about sexual orientation and so on. There is such a big diversity of dimensions of diversity yeah. already. When we talk about us and look to our customers, we see that these dimensions, they are part of our customers' reality, so to say. So, and having that, we have the targets, we have the customers, which obviously naturally ask for diverse approaches. So we need to have an environment where everyone feels welcome and easygoing in being himself, herself, in order to 
deliver the best performance by thinking freely, by speaking freely, by behaving freely, and so on. And what we thought is, you can have it all on paper, but it starts with the, the invisible. And every one of us has so-called unconscious bias. So it doesn't have to do with you being an old white man, so to say. Also for me as an old no. <laughs> white woman. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, and every one of us uh, has an unconscious bias. That's just normal. It's based on experiences that you collected in your life that somehow made you feel more comfortable with certain things compared with others. Mm -hmm. And this kind of natural mechanism can lead to a situation where some might more benefit than others, so to say. How to change that? There's no program which can tell you right now, yeah. do this better, this better, this better. It starts with self-reflection. Where are moments where yourself, for example, felt very privileged, but also very excluded. And based from that, going deeper and deeper into how you personally potentially act on the basis of certain Stereotypes is not the right mm -hmm. word, but on the basis of certain biases and then challenging yourself. This is, so to say, the concept, including all the different dimensions of diversity, but of course, also with the drive to serve also our official targets when it yeah. comes to female and leadership. But this is right now the way we want to go. And you will see much more on this topic in the next days because we are rolling yeah. out something very big about that. Yeah, this is also my next question. So what, what measures do we have planned to embed this conscious inclusion topic among the employees and, and maybe what also yeah triggers the self-reflection of each and everyone uh, within this company? So we start because especially the cultural topics often start from the top. Mm. And it's the leadership which needs to say, we are standing behind this and we want more diversity in this company and we want you guys to challenge yourself in how inclusive you approach or how you inclusive you manage your job and so on. So it starts with the leadership. Therefore, we will have conscious inclusion trainings for leadership level L1, L2, L3 globally. And for everyone else, we will have e-trainings, which will be um, rolled out very soon globally. And in addition to that, the countries currently work also on a global um, approach to diversity and inclusion, checking how inclusive are we and how we could get better. So this is our little package. And I think it's not so little. I think it's quite a big thing that uh, is happening, hoping that um, this is changing the ground, so to say, to then really look again. And this is important on clear targets. We have them for every country, but it needs a culture of as much as for the commercial targets that we challenge ourselves on also the targets we set ourselves for other dimensions. So the topic of conscious inclusion is about going into oneself and reflecting on oneself. Mm -hmm. And that's also a little bit what our questionnaire here at More Podcast is about, what scores for you, because we would like to know more about you, Yvonne, what is important to you in life, what particularly moves you and how you look at yourself. And if you're ready for it, I would say, mm -hmm. let's get started with the questionnaire. Yeah. Okay. So here's the first question. Yvonne, what's your core? Means what special strengths do you have? 
I think I'm creative. People would say that about me. I'm very diplomatic and mm -hmm. can balance out a lot of very different opinions and find always a common denominator. Uh -huh. I think I'm good with communication and getting key messages across. Yeah. Which is important also, of course, for also the job when you represent the company externally. Yeah, absolutely. And what small or big goals have you set for yourself? Right now, looking to the role coming from that part right now, the big target for me or objective I said to myself is, and I mentioned that a little bit earlier, integrating sustainability into all pores, so to say, of this uh, company to not have it as a separate thing. Mm. And the short-term target in that regard would be also awareness raising for the opportunities that are connected to sustainability and to make the connection from us as a wholesaler being the supplier of those places which stand for community, which stand for togetherness. I think um, building this connection make it yeah more feasible, so to say, with our actions that I see as our contribution from the corporate responsibility and public policy department and yeah, defining more and more the way that would be the short term yeah. target. Yeah. And if there's something in your private life that you want to achieve? <sighs> um, my private life, uh, I have some hobbies uh, yeah. um, where, of course, I'm uh, looking for more progress. I like singing. Yeah, yeah, uh -huh. <laughs> You know that. I know, yes, I've heard it. Yeah, <laughs> you're a very good singer. Yeah. <laughs> so, and um, I think my private, that sounds now very stupid, but it's for me, uh, for example, with singing last year, I was not singing at all, more mm. or less. Mm -hmm. Finding more time again and also be pushy in that regard yeah. uh, for myself. Uh, this is something, and I started very well off the last, so I'm taking singing lessons again. And, yeah. Um, but having much more focus on also things um, that define me on, on other levels and making also m more room for that and for progress in this regard, that is um, a short-term and very private goal. I'm very also uh, pushy too. Yeah, and this is also the way you want to achieve it. So to push yourself and go step by step. Yeah, it's not that I want to say, oh, if I've been taking the example of uh, of singing, oh, I need to have this song is my next adventure, and I need to have this opera right now, right, ready in like whatever three weeks. This is not the way for me. It's rather pushing me to not let go something I like and it mm. can happen so easily you're traveling a lot we mm. talked earlier about commuting and so on and it's so often so easy to say ah I'll do it next week ah now I'm too tired and so on although something I really love and which gives me power and confidence and so on um still it happens quite often with busy schedules and so on that uh, you forget about and I'm rather pushing myself to not forget about it yeah And do you also use milestone to yeah to measure your progress or also to to judge your success? Honestly, not. Not really. <laughs> not, 
I mean, for for the private, uh, for singing, I mean, you realize that while singing, oh, this right now was much yeah. easier. Sometimes you take a song which you worked on very hard five months ago, and then you realize, oh, no, that is now super easy. What happened? So yeah. you see the progress just by, but you have also always bad days, and that doesn't mean that you now got super bad. But um, here it's easy for my professional development. Yeah. <sighs> Honestly, here I, yeah, I have also done the feeling sometimes I get better and better in certain management ways and the way how I move topics through the organization, how I take the team with mm -hmm. me. But I did not set myself clear milestones in personal development. But of course, when we talk about the agenda or yeah. what I said on a professional level, then, of course, we set ourselves milestones. Okay. So, Yvonne, now we know what is important to you in business, but also in life, uh, what scores for you. And what will tell us even more about you is your sound souvenir, Yvonne, a sound that symbolizes what inspires or motivates you or even both. You brought it with you on your smartphone and we are already listening to a very short piece of it. Okay. And once again... Hmm, what could that be? We will hear it in full length and you, Yvonne, will also tell us your story about it. But as always, at the end of this episode. Now, <laughs> now Yvonne, we come to your second area of responsibility uh, besides sustainability, uh, which is lobbying in the mm -hmm. metro countries. When people hear the word lobbying, they often think of Cozy champagne parties and secret background talks to influence <laughs> politicians. Is there any truth in this widespread cliche? I think there was a lot of truth in it in the past. And still you have uh, a lot of events because events are a very effective way of communicating, getting people together and talking. But the cliche is gone and gone. And I'm also very proud that Metro, we have the concept of responsible lobbying. It was defined years ago and mm. it was really a pioneer move of having very transparent lobbying approaches and um, clear positioning, clear communication and always the same communication to different stakeholders and so on. So we have interest and this is very legitimate that we bring our knowledge on certain political projects, I mean, like legislation drafts and so yeah. on, into. But of course, we need also to reflect ourselves in the bigger spectrum where we are. And also, of course, there will be always other interests that we need to yeah. and defend. What are those interests or what are those issues where we are disadvantaged in our business by the laws? Maybe you can give us one or two examples. So we are currently looking, according mm -hmm. to the score strategy, of course, what are our fields of growth and where are regulations, and I just said regulations are everywhere, which might undermine our ambitions. And own brands, for example, are um, a target here. So there are a couple of examples where sometimes national, or, but also European uh, ambitions endanger a little bit uh, our strategy. If we talk about certain protectionist movements that we see quite often and increasingly in certain parts of the European Union, we had so many also sometimes strange approaches in the past where governments try to uh, support 
national suppliers by undermining the own brands of companies. For example, it's a bit longer ago and uh, unfortunately it went away. But in Bulgaria, there was the aim for every own brand product you have on the shelf. You need to put all the local producers products also into the shelf, uh, which is just absolutely not it's not feasible mm -hmm. but there are a couple of um, national approaches in order to support national suppliers and then one of the biggest challenges when we talk about own brands and own brand packaging is the dual quality uh, topic that we have and another one a fourth fourth topic labeling mm -hmm. countries love to put their national labels on whatever topic on the packages so, or governments ask companies to do that means for us the complexity for own brands increase massively in if you need to for every country you're yeah. acting it uh, here another label then for this country and so on so this is uh, for the topic of own brand this is uh, what we see and where we are working on yeah yeah to make our interest heard yeah and uh, so this is more or less a, a direct contribution to our SCO goals if yeah. uh, you walk against these kind of laws on this political level and something else what also is a uh, contribution to our SCO goals is the support of our customers right. on this political level because yeah there is this kind of topic here in Germany that is currently being discussed very emotional um, here it's about VAT on restaurant food uh, which was reduced to 7% during the corona times and is to be raised again to the former 19% in the future mm -hmm. that's the, the current situation and Metro is strongly involved in this debate What are Metro's main arguments for keeping the 7% mm -hmm. VIT on restaurant food in Germany? The major argument is fairness. The debate is very old. Already 2006, I think, the Horeca sector called for more fairness when it comes to products which are sold in supermarkets like uh, convenience food, but also compared to delivery and other to-go food. So this was 2006 and I mean, look right now to just the delivery world that we have, mm. which of course got a boost also in the Corona time and so on. They have the 7%, so the reduced VAT. Why shall the restaurant sector where you eat the food while sitting and not taking it with you have 19%, so to say. This topic of fairness is the key argument. There are other arguments when it comes, for example, to the role of restaurants in the city centers. And um, here it was very striking that restaurants are rather the driver for a diverse generation to bring people into the city centers because shopping you can do online, but eating it's a bit more challenging mm. with online. So this is another argument. And third, I think what is also important for the argumentation is how European governments around us see the situation. And just taking the um, metro world example, the metro EU world example, mm. there are only two countries to this point, Bulgaria and Germany, which have a temporary reduced VAT tax. Um, so the colleagues in Bulgaria are fighting for uh, the fairness themselves. Um, and Romania will go back to um, a standard tax. But otherwise, in the big majority of European countries, legislators treat food 
equally. And there's no difference whether the food is being eaten in a restaurant or in a kiosk or at home and mm. something. So there is no difference. And it could be also connected to the way how countries are appreciating um, the sector as a contributor to community, as a contributor to good workplaces, as a contributor to the expression of national culture, so to yeah. say. And we are really fighting for getting out of the argument of um, the 7%, the reduced VAT is a subvention for the sector connected to the corona pandemic. It's true in our tax history, so to say, it's a subvention. But the actual discussion, what the horeca sector, what gastronomy means for us, this is not being discussed so yeah. far. And Metro is going out on a limb on this topic in public. Is it worth the effort? Uh, what do you think uh, the government's decision will be on that topic? It's very difficult and it will remain difficult until the very end. There are some optimistic signs, especially on the level of the Bundesländer. There are a couple of Bundesländer, uh, federal states, mm -hmm. um, which raise their voice for the sector. But so far, it's not it's not taken for granted. We can be very happy if the, we will have a prolongation of one or two years. But that will give us more time to come to the real discussion of what the restaurant sector means for us in the country and how do we want to show appreciation and support it as a very important sector that brings people together, that expresses culture, yeah. that expresses craftsmanship. And um, yeah, that's our duty as Metro as well to raise our voice. Yeah. Even when it's only for one year, we won't get tired of yeah. finding ways to express that. You will keep on fighting yes. directly for the concerns of our customers. Um, is this an exception or is it quite common for Metro to work so intensively for our customers uh, with the power of a large international company? It's not super new. Just think about the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And this time, I think we got very outspoken for um, the interest of our customers, starting from safe reopening measures that we elaborated together with restaurateurs and doctors and brought into politics. But we did also campaigns like the third place, Dein Dritter Ort, where it was much about the meaning, the individual meaning that the restaurant sector has for us. And it's always important to keep this very emotional level visible when we talk about the horeca sector. But we are lobbying for other very concrete topics, bureaucracy, lack of workforce and so on, rather in a campaigning style, but also in a just traditional lobbying style. When we speak with politicians, be it here in Germany, be it in France, be it in Spain, We do not think only about ourselves because we are as strong as our customers. So we always bring the customer perspective into our political talks. We haven't done that maybe five years ago, but we do it a couple of years ago now. And I think it's a good development because um, we can be the booster to raise our voice when we are doing lobbying anyway, so to say. And to have this customer perspective all the time with us shows also in lobbying that we are the partner of our customers. So, dear Metro people, I don't know about you, but for me it's clear that our score strategy is not only about what we want to achieve, but also how we want to get there. 
The basis for this are our metro fundamentals, but also, as Yvonne just described, a working environment in which we meet each other yeah, with tolerance and without biases. And this is exactly what I had the great pleasure of talking about with the CEOs of the metro and macro countries for our video series What's Your Way to Score? For me, it was really impressive how self-reflective our country CEOs are in our cultural change and with how much commitment they approach this topic. For example, Dominik Brani, the CEO of Macro Poland, who supports giving employees more freedom to act on their own responsibility, or take Zinem Thüring, CEO of Metro Turkey, who promotes an open culture of mistakes in our company. For me, these are very inspiring thoughts that I also try to integrate into my daily work. But take a look for yourself and get an impression. You can find the video series What's Your Way to Score on our United page on the Metro Fundamentals or just click on the link in the show notes of this episode. And that brings us to the highlight of every more podcast episode, the sound souvenir. We have already listened to a mini piece of it and I don't have a clue yet what might be behind it. So I would say um, that we will now listen to your sound souvenir in full length, Yvonne. The sound that you associate with something that inspires you, motivates you or otherwise touches you personally. So let's hear it. What sound did you bring? Okay, that sounds like a machine, maybe? Yeah. Yvonne, what is it? It's a sewing machine. A sewing machine, ah, okay. So, you sew sometimes. I spoke only about my one hobby, yeah. singing, but I have also another one, which I discovered, by the way, uh, during the pandemic, ah. and it's sewing, okay. so sewing my own clothes. And you also combine it. You can sing your songs yes, I... while sewing <laughs> in no, your dress. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you need a lot of concentration for both, uh, yeah. So, uh, or I'm bad with multitasking. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> No, um, I discovered that as a hobby, uh, and I love it so much that I have this hobby in the yeah. first place and um why do you love it so much something i also did not know i was just talking about craftsmanship and mm -hmm. so on how first of all how satisfying it is to produce something and where's a clear end because now you have whatever the jacket in mm. your hand so this feeling of being proud of what you have achieved with your own hands and a lot of struggles in between that was a totally new feeling for me and of course i needed to get to a level where then sometimes also wear the things i'm doing for myself i never had a hobby where i need to concentrate so much because you need a lot of creativity you need to have some vision of what you want to sue right now so is it a jacket is it a trousers which fabric and so on color and then comes the competency to really realize that bringing all that together creativity the vision the concrete competencies yeah. that you need to develop and the concentration i think that's a wonderful play game mm -hmm. Of, yeah, very contradictive things, so to say, that result in something very yeah. nice. Yes. And producing something and coming to the end is also what is true for our <laughs> podcast. 
so thank you first of all uh, Yvonne for the great sound and of course many thanks yeah for all the interesting information about sustainability public policy and diversity and inclusion at Metro this was really a very diverse episode in terms of topics thanks again and all the best to you Yvonne thank you Ben for inviting me And dear Metro colleagues out there, thanks also to you for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of More Podcast and please check out the previous episodes as well. You can find them on United and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to it and recommend More Podcast to all our colleagues. I'm looking forward to the next episode. Bye bye and take care. Bye.